Guys, welcome to the Pure Progress Lifestyle, where the only thing that matters is progress. Today, I have a, uh, Kyle Perry back on the show. He's joined by his lovely wife, Kaylin. How do you guys? How do you guys um, share the both uh, KPs? Yeah. Uh, so at one point in time, it was all of us plus our kid plus our dog it was all KP, and then like we started naming our daughters Aziz, so we kind of messed it up, but we had it going for a while. Wow. So you're a former Marine, you help people, you know, drop their vices. And from my understanding, you help women, um, single, I don't know if it's single mom, just mothers in general, you know, yeah, just, get that like confidence back and just really, you know, kick ass in life. Yeah. Awesome. What the, how long have you guys been together? We've been married almost 10 years in March. So we've been together over 10 years and then married for 10 years this March. Hmm. Did you guys get, how did you guys like start this journey of like helping other people? Cause that's, it seems like a, uh, a question that has to be asked because you guys are both, it's for one, it's one thing for, you know, one per- partner to do it, but another to do the same thing. And you guys raise your kids and you guys still look like you guys enjoy each other's company. So I'm a nurse, so I already like love to take care of people. Mm-hmm. But I think the fitness aspect of it, I see millions of patients all day long, and then you might not see them ever again. So you don't really get to see, I mean, you know you help them, but how much did you really help them? And so mm-hmm. in coaching, you get to see kind of their whole entire journey, build mm-hmm. a relationship with them, and it's just, it brings so much joy to help somebody like that. Nice. So how how do you actually help um women like really gain that confidence because I can only speak as for myself as a single father I, I couldn't tell you on the other part um so I feel so I've been a single mom and I am now married so I can kind of see both sides for women but the fact that I have had three kids I kind of I know what it's like for your whole entire body to change and you just look in the mirror and you hate it so mm. to be able to help women kind of get where they're comfortable kind of it's nice to have conversations with them. Like, where do you want to be? Like, we can get you there. So I feel like I can relate to people just in more than one way. Mm. Okay. We kind of, it kind of started by accident. Cause like I, before I started doing like, just like the mindset fitness nutrition, I used to just do, I used to actually be like a soccer mom coach. Like only like busy moms would come to me, but they would always have like questions about like their period or like things that like, they wouldn't feel comfortable asking me or why they were bloated. So they'd be like, can I ask your wife this? Can I ask your right. wife this? And she's into fitness. I'm like, why don't you just start coaching? With me? So it kind of like just started like, cause females would come to me and then they wouldn't feel comfortable asking to do certain questions. So they would be asking my wife on the sidelines anyways. And I'm like, why don't you just start coaching females? We didn't really start it then, but that's where the ideology came from. And that was like two years ago. Cause I took a break from coaching. And then when I revamped all my stuff, I'm like, yeah, you might as well just coach. You focus on the females. I focus on the aggressive side. So, so that way we can hit like every wicket. For sure. I mean, I only, you know, back when, um, I was with my daughter's mother, I remember just, you know, that just how complicated the whole thing can get, like going and picking up feminine products. I was like in the aisle. I was like, Oh, fuck. <laughs> like yeah. 
I, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, their hormones play a lot more, especially with weight loss, because like what it is with women, what they'll get in their own head because they're like, oh shit, the scale jumped up three pounds, but they were just bloated from their hormones being off from being on their period. I'm like, dude, you guys gotta. And then like they won't want really want to believe you because you're a dude. So then I'm like, well, just talk to Kaylin because she's in this fitness. Because like they don't really realize how much hormones play a factor when it comes to water weights you're going to hold on to, but it mm. all goes away and dissipates after a couple days. Mm. That makes and sense. I feel like I feel like sometimes women might be like turned away from him because of how aggressive he is. They just might be like, that is not someone I want to work with. So we're kind of like opposites too. So it's kind of like if people want like that side, they can have it. Or if they want this side, they can have that. Mm. So then here's a big question. Cause I know, but like I was checking out both of your guys' pages. Um, one thing that you guys definitely just can't fucking stand is when people talk about that balance shit. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's just, it's hard for us to like to even relate to it. Cause like everyone's like, we got to have balance. We got kids. We got this. We got this. We got this. Like, bro, we got all that plus our own business. So like if anybody has the fucking excuse, it's us, which we have. Like we were like when we didn't run the business anymore and we, drank all the time with our friends. Like we were the same way. Like, well, we just got to live balanced. But when you say you're living a life of balance, there's no fucking balance, bro. Like you spend all your money. You don't have a fucking balance in your bank account. You don't have a balance on your health. You don't have a balance on anything. It seems like you're living life more, but in reality, it's just, it's like controlled chaos and like eventually spirals out of fucking control. I feel like balance kind of gives you more of a chance to just kind of go backwards too. Because you are you balance things out, and then you kind of you're like, oh well, this is fun. I like doing this, but I can do this x amount of times a week, and then it just turns into more and more and more. I have no idea where that even like comes from, and I can only say that because you know um, how I live my life. You know, I how you know how people are free to live their life how they choose. But I remember talking to a dude before, and he was like, he wanted to write. Um, he had some really good wisdom, and he wanted to write a book about wisdom. And so I would tell him like, Hey man, what the, what's going on with that book? How you, how you working out with that? He's like, I, I just, I didn't do it today. And then I would ask him a week later, Hey man, how you doing with that book? And he's like, you know, it's all about balance. You know, I got to work. And I was like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? Like I balance. The only thing that you're not balancing is getting that thing done. Like that's the one thing that I've ever came across people that do the, that complain about balance is they never take any part and doing the things that they need to do or want to do that move them forward in life. Yeah. That's the thing about it. Like most of the, now that I have met people who are like, it's about balance and they are in shape and they are living a good life. But 95% of the people you hear use that word. It's their scapegoat to not do something. You just said like, he didn't even work on the book at all. So where was the balance? There was no balance. Right. That's what I've always found. It's just like some, some excuse to know to not um to get out of it to answer that question like what's going on with that book i don't know it's all about balance okay the fuck does that mean i don't know <laughs> they love that word or like it's either balance or then they use their kids like well i got kids we used to have uh this person we used to kick it with all the time like they'd be like well i got two kids i'm motherfucker we got three we always had one more kid than them but every time they couldn't do something or wouldn't go do something they would blame it on their kid like, bro, we just had a kid that age six months ago, and you still expected us to do those things, and we did it. Like, people use their kids as scapegoat, and the word balance is the big. I hate that fucking word, bro. 
Not only do I hate the word balance, what's the other word that everyone uses nowadays and they have no idea what it, gaslighting. Do people love to use oh. that? And like, bro, what, they just hear a term or like, that's toxic. Like, bro, not everything's fucking toxic, dude. You guys just run with the trends and just fucking spew it out. It's crazy. Dude, yeah. I. That's funny. I haven't really heard too many people talk about gaslighting. I just, I've always noticed throughout my life, like people that always accuse you of being fucking crazy are the ones that are crazy. They're the fucking crazy. That's what I'm saying. The same thing with the balance thing. They're like, you're gaslighting me. Like, no, you're a fucking psychopath, bro. <laughs> wow. That's fucking amazing. So like you guys both used, used to drink. When, when did you guys realize that it was like, dude, we both got to make a fucking change. Like something's got to, got to give. When, when was that? She's not completely sober like me. She still drinks like on occasion, but she doesn't have like an addictive personality. Mm. But when do you think like we cut like most of it out? Probably like you were like a. I've been like a like a year ahead of you. Yeah, just because it seems like you drink and then well for me anyways, I felt like I was taking that time away from my kids. So I could have been doing something with my kids, but instead here I am drinking and then sleeping all day the next day, and I feel like shit, and that's just not even worth it. Mm. I'll drink now, like I'll have an occasional drink, but I don't like drink to get drunk kind of thing. Mm. Like if we're out to dinner or something, I might have a drink, but I don't like drink to get drunk anymore because it's it just it's a waste of time, I feel like, because obviously I'm not going to take my kids to a place like that. So then you're away from them. And then I gain a lot of weight when I drink, too. (laughs) So like that's not something I want either. I don't remember what video I, I was watching this video the other day and the guy, I can't remember who it was. I wish I remember because I really liked it. He was saying that he was like, everyone keeps, it was back to the balance thing. But, and then he was like, everyone says they wish they had more time with their kids because they work too much. But the time that they do have with their kids, they're getting drunk and wasting the whole weekend away anyways mm. and not spending it with their kids. He's like, so that their kid is still their excuse of why they like, why they hate that job because they don't get to see their kids as much. But in reality, their whole life is just shit because when they're not working that job, they still don't see their kids. So it's it goes back to them like they're just selfish people, really. Yeah, for sure. I'm not saying you can't drink. Like People can drink and enjoy their lives and still be good to their kids. But most people that say, like, oh, I wish I could spend more time with my kids, like the time they do spend with them, they're fucking sleeping in and they don't like they'll, they'll get up early for that job, but they won't get up early for their kids on the weekends. Because I would say at least like 60% of the people around here, around our age, are at a bar every weekend. Fuck, no, it's like 90. Like 90%. So it's like, spend time with your kids. Do something with your kids. Do something that's beneficial for you instead of going out and doing whatever. And then it's just, I don't know. It's just it. And I think that goes back to mindset because those people are not in the same mindset as us. So they don't think like us. But once you get to that point, you're like, damn, like, what was I even doing? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it is a mindset thing because it's always what I've noticed with parents is they always want the best for their kids. Like who doesn't, but they never start, stop to examine that their kids. It's not like about listening to them. They always see what you do and they're just always going to do it. Like how you, uh, you know, if you put like two, two tablespoons exactly of peanut butter on your bread, that's what they're going to do. So if you go and drink all the time and smoke, they're just, when they get to that age, they're going to realize that's what mommy and daddy do. That's what I'm going to do. And next thing you know, like even if you're irritated all the time with them, that's all they're going to know is irritation. 
So then most people are like, why, why is my kid turn out like that? What did I do wrong? I, I never beat him. I didn't do this, that, and the other thing. But you're like, dude, you never set a quality example of what you want them to be. And so I think that's get, that just gets lost for so many parents. And I actually had a, a, an instance that just happened before this podcast. I haven't drank like Fireball in like a year, but my daughter remembered like that's all I would drink was Fireball and Bud Light. And she saw this uh, stocking because they're starting to release Christmas stuff that had Fireball in it. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, look, you love this stuff. And like I haven't drank it in a year. So that shit sticks in their mind for a long time, bro. Because she's only seven. Yeah. She's so, only seven and she remembers like that's my like that was my choice of drink. Like that's the craziest part about it. So like imagine if I never would have stopped in 16, 17 years down the road, she had saw that for 17 years straight. I mean, that's like I was one of those parents back in the day, like, hey, will you get me grab me a beer out of the fridge? Because my kid's almost my son's almost 13. And now I look at it like I was showing him at a young age it's okay to handle alcohol. And that's a horrible fucking excuse for a parent to do. But it's so normal in our society because our culture teaches us that shit. Right. Right. And that's why we teach a lot. Be somebody that you want your like that you want your kids to look up to, someone you want them to be. So that's why we always have our kids like working out with us, trying to teach good habits instead of I mean, when they see those things, you're pretty much teaching them bad habits. And we actually don't force our kids to work out. Like if they want to work out, they can. Our son's not into fitness at all. But like he's very into video games and there's a lot of money in that. And like if you take video game series, you can be really good. We'll never let them get out of shape and we'll teach them like health and wellness. But like like we don't force them to do anything. We just show them what they can do. Mm, I was just about to ask. I see you guys do, um, you know, a lot of videos with your kids doing like the burpees or doing pushups where they can. How how do you guys get them to do that? They just want to do it. Like if you notice, our son's never in it. He's our videographer most of the time because he's like oh, nice. really he's into shit like this, like holding the camera, YouTube videos, TikToks. He makes funny TikToks. He has this TikTok trend now going on where like he's like shows a Mortal Kombat like uh fatality and it has a goofy it's like uh every time a song comes on, it's like a goofy, funny, like loving song, but then it's like a crazy gore, like Mortal Kombat thing in the background. And it's like kind of going viral. And he just likes stuff like that, and he's always been like that. I don't think the only sport he's ever played is what, softball? Baseball. And then Zayla, our middle child, she she's in gymnastics. So she is already, I mean, she goes twice a week. I mean, she goes for five hours a week. So she's already pretty much like strength training there. And then so when she sees us, she wants to do what we're doing because it's kind of what she's like enjoys to do, enjoys doing. And then our youngest sees her doing it. So I think she wants to do it because she looks up to her. Mm. Mm. What about communication with your guys' kids? Like how, how, whenever they have a problem, how do you handle that? Our son's pretty open. He'll tell us how his feelings are. And then Zayla, she's like, she's going to this age where, cause she just turned seven. Mm-hmm. She's kind of hard to talk to because like, she'll start to like lie to not get in trouble. Mm-hmm. So we're working on it right now. But that's our biggest issue we have. And then our daughter, the youngest daughter, she's just like the she's most cool. innocent little kid ever. So I guess like when we have a problem though, I at least try to sit down and address it with them. Like, why are you feeling this way? Will this make me feel this way? And you know, I'm mad because you did this kind of thing. Cause 
yelling at your kids. It just makes them more aggravated, makes you more aggravated. The craziest part about it too, dude, is like people see my videos and they try to say I have bad parenting because I cuss in front of my kids. But if you dissected my, my parenting versus most people's parenting is like, I would shit on a lot of people. We both would because we take so much time in our kids' lives compared to other parents. But they think like they're like this, they're doing good because like they don't cuss in front of their kids or like they shelter them. But like, I watch other parents and I see how they interact with their kids and most of them don't even pay attention to their kids, dude. But like, oh no, I cuss in front of mine. Like, like one, we made those words up and said that they have bad connotations. They don't even mean anything. So like, cause I made that video where I was screaming. I'm like, these motherfuckers never want to go to the fucking gym. And like, it went pretty viral on YouTube. Like, wow. Like, I can only imagine the type of parent you are that cuss in front of your kids. Like, bro. I'm telling you right now, my parenting's on another level. Like I, I take parenting. I take every, I mean, you guys see how serious I take my life. I take my life that serious with everything. I joke around with my kids and stuff, but like, I think parenting is the best thing you can do to make the next generation better. And our generation fucking sucks because of the parenting before us. I feel like if you shelter your kids, like in my opinion, they're less likely to come to you with a problem because they probably have no idea what's even going on. You know, mm. if they, something happens and they have no idea what it is or, anything there i feel like they're gonna be less likely to come to you because they're gonna be just have no idea and let's be honest dude we all went to school we all fucking cussed in like fourth grade and then you go you come home and you don't tell your parents anything right yeah i don't even know like i was just thinking about that the other day when the hell did that even start like why why do we teach our kids not to swear but then like you, well, you, can can't, you, you, you never gender. trust a dude who doesn't swear you can never trust a dude that doesn't swear no, dude, I just like that's the craziest thing. Like, you can t- you can't cuss in front of your kids, but if they want to go from a guy to a girl at six years old, you can let them do that. Yeah, it, it, but holy shit, you cuss in front of them, you're a fucking piece of shit. It's right. crazy, dude. We live in backwards land. I swear to God, dude. we do. It's all about that balance. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like why I want to start bringing Kaylin on more podcasts with me because like she thinks like me like she thinks men should be masculine she like we both believe that like we both play a role in people's like in in the guy or the girl's life and like most people should be like that like not everyone's going to have a successful relationship and like you can fall off and fall out of love and time but that doesn't mean like men and women shouldn't come together as a whole and that's how we fix the generations bro because like I like a lot of things that, like, I know we talked about a little bit before, like Andrew Tate or, like, Fresh and Fit talk about, but I hate how they attack women all the time. Because, mm. like, they're the ones that, like, talk about laying down with 100 women. Like, they're swapping energy with that many females, and half of those females are shitty females. So mm. they, they call themselves high-value men, but then they give themselves everyone. That's why I really like Wes, because he talks about how he's only had sex with four women since he got out of uh, prison. And I wasn't like that my whole life. Like, I never really realized how much swapping energy actually matters. Oh, yeah, 100%. I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to get too much into it, but, you know, like so much time is just wasted with that. You know, just fuck, a lot of time. A lot of time. Like it's, 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 you know, they always say you got to be like, you got to have that many chicks to be that experienced. And it's like, it doesn't even fucking matter. It really doesn't. Cause at the end of the day, you know, a chick, like if you want to settle down with, with a chick, like she wants you to be awesome, like skilled in all things that other that take outside of the bedroom. 
And so dude, and I'm telling you right now, I never used to dude. It sounds weird. The further you get into personal development, people's souls cling on to you, bro. And if you are around someone and you swap energy that deep with someone and they're a bad person, they carry bad aura around that mm. shit sticks to you for a while, bro. And that karmic debt sticks with you for a hot minute. Like, I don't think guys and girls realize that shit at a young age because it's hard to realize. But, like, if I would have realized that back when I was younger, I never would have did the path that I did, like, and had so many, like, different partners back then. Because, like, that shit clings to you for a long time. Mm. I never thought of it like that until I heard that recently. You know, um, all the, you know, comic debt you have to pay with all the, you know, just quote-unquote chicks that you've been with. Never, never realized that. I mean, it makes sense as to where you are. If you're not where you want to be in life, you could take a look at, well, what are you doing with most of your time? If like, who have I been spending my time with? Like, we always branch off into the friends, but we never talk about the people that we used to lay down with. Like, that energy that you that you put into the world and then, like, you swapped and you were, like, telling the universe you were good enough to accept their energy, bro, and they're pieces of shit. Now the universe is like, oh, he's a piece of shit or she's right. a piece of shit. Without a doubt. So how, how, what do, what do you guys do that makes it like just work? Like you guys both have kids. You guys both are doing the coaching business. Like how do you guys like really, you know, permeate each other? And I know that can be taken like so weird, <laughs> but like, I mean, that's the essence of love is like permeating one another, one another. How do you guys do that? Like you go first. You go first. So, um, we weren't perfect for a long time. Like we almost got a divorce. Um, I pretty much had moved out and, uh, I just remember I like, Hey, I'm coming home. I want to talk to you. And I was like, I don't like other people. Really? I really don't like them any humans because most of them are shitty. I was like, why don't we just fix everything and make this the best relationship we've ever had? And since then, we've been, like, amazing. Like, I mean, I've, we've talked about this before, and I've got onto my YouTube channel, and I brought it out to the world. Like, there was a point in time where, like, we were broken up. I had a different relationship, and um, we just weren't going to be together anymore because we couldn't get along. It's crazy, bro, because when you struggle together, you stay together. But when you start to become successful and have money and you don't have those struggle planes anymore, it's hard to get along because you've – like you went through struggle for so long and now that you don't have to struggle anymore, you don't need that strong bond. Like you need to just stick together through life because you're both comfortable. Mm. Do you guys like set um, days to where you guys go out and do stuff? Just you two and have a sitter or is it always like you guys are always at the household? We try to, but her mom goes to the lake a lot and my dad's really sick with cancer. So like, we don't really have anyone to watch our kids, but like, We'll come out to the gym or we'll go, we'll get a sitter for like 45 minutes and go to a gym out in town just to get away. Um, Cause I mean, that's what parents never talk about. I mean, no matter how much you love your kids, it's still overwhelming to be around them 24 seven. So like, yeah, we do get a break when we can, but it's just really hard for us. Uh, we were talking about actually not too long ago, hiring someone to like a nanny for like an hour or two a week, just to like have a break. Um, but like when we need time alone, really, it's just the gym, really. Oh, we go on a ruck every morning together. Yeah. For an hour. The kids are asleep. We stay in a neighborhood. Our oldest son's awake and watches them. And we just walk the block. That's like the best mental clarity ever. We just, we don't like get on our phones. We don't do business. And we just talk for an hour every morning before she goes to work. Cause right. I feel like having a break is good too, because if 
you know, your kids are crazy all day and you're aggravated with them. And then I feel like I get aggravated with you too, but I'm not actually aggravated with him. I'm aggravated with my kids. So I'm just aggravated all together. So I always try to like communicate. And then when we have times like that, I just, we try to find somebody so we could just go out and just have just time for us. Nice. Do you guys actually talk on the rucks or, or is yeah. it like just silence and like, no, I like love to talk. So if okay. he doesn't talk, I'm talking. <laughs> we normally will like, we'll like talk about like the day we had before, like the day before. And then what we are going to do that day. We'll kind of like, what, especially because like this is so new of me not having a job at all and like me doing this full time. Mm-hmm. We'll like plan out what we're going to do when she gets home and what I'm going to do and like the things I need to get done. Cause now that she's still working, like I do all the housework pretty much like have all that besides laundry. Just so that way, when she comes home and works out, she has more time to do whatever she wants now. And then uh, we plan on trying. My plan is to retire her by December and help this have her coach full time. And then, but she really likes her job, so it's like pulling teeth to try to get her to leave. Because <laughs> I actually had her leave once before for another business that we were running that I had my buddy buy me out of, and it was hard for her to quit then too. Hmm. Back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like. You know, it's funny. You mentioned the talk, like talk thing. My daughter, like, I mean, she just, she loves the talk, loves the talk. Sorry, like sorry. there's, there's mornings I'm like trying to get, you know, her stuff ready for school and she just, she keeps going on. And sometimes like I have to turn my head and just go. Yeah. Like, we'll go baby. for a walk. Go ahead. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, baby, you <laughs> really have a lot to say this morning. She's like, yeah, I just love the talk. It's just amazing. And I was like, oh, all right, we got to get ready for school. And she'll keep going. I'm like, baby, we got to get ready for school. She's like, yeah. I'm like, baby, we got to get ready for school. Okay. But I just wanted to tell you, I know. I know, sweetheart. We That's are- exactly how our daughter, she's seven. Her name's Zayla. She does the same thing, dude. She's like, yeah. I'm like, Zayla, we, like, I was watching a video that was super important. She would come and interrupt it. I'm like, there's 10 minutes left. I have to watch this. I have to write something about it. Like I have to write a page about it. And then like she would go for like 30 seconds, come back and start talking about what she was trying to tell me for. I'm like, Zayla, listen, I'm going to have this conversation with you, but this video is super important. It was like a live video I was trying to watch and I couldn't pause it. So like, mm-hmm. but she came back, I swear, like 15 times in 10 minutes. I did homework with her once and it took us an hour to do four questions because she just would get off track and keep talking. I'm like, oh my God. She loves to talk. So sometimes yeah. like when we go on family walks, I walk a little faster and then he's kind of, he, <laughs> he gets the earful. <laughs> Right. And you know, I've thought about that. It's like, you know, you're doing things right as a parent is if your kids are always talking to you. And that's one, the one thing I always, when I like, cause like I get over, I get over, um, you know, like it just, it's a lot sometimes where she'll be talking and I don't, I got ideas in my head that I got to do for business. And there's a million things and she's talking. And I'm like, I got to remember her talking means I'm doing something right. Cause there's, mm-hmm. I see a lot of kids, they just, they're shut down. They don't talk. And same thing. And, you know, I catch a lot of help for this. Sometimes I'm like, you know, raising a daughter is almost like dating in a way is because when she like wants to talk and open up, like you're doing something right. And if she doesn't, you're doing something wrong. So oh, for sure. I agree. Yeah. That's like, uh, I mean, it's just, you, it's so easy to get overstimulated from kids. Cause like, 
they're obviously young and have they're full of energy and they don't realize the things that are going on inside our head because that's the only thing going on inside their head when they're trying to talk about something. So it's so easy for them to just keep talking about that. But we have that plus our other kids, plus the businesses we got and then everything else and then life. So like, that's why it seems so like overstimulating when kids start talking to you, you're like, dude, I can't do this. Right <laughs> Cause like no parents perfect dude. And like, there's days where like, the first couple of days I was home with just my daughter and I wasn't doing my going into work anymore. And I'm like, this is so much, bro. <laughs> cause like she wanted something, me to do something with her constantly. Cause she thought we were just home to play. And I'm like, listen, I still have stuff I got to do. And then I would like break it up into sections and like play Barbies with her, then go back to work and then watch some TV with her. But like, it was a lot, bro. It was like a full-time job. Yeah. Especially if you know, you still have stuff to like get done that you have to get done. And then you it's like it's not even about balance it's like you know like you got to get things done and that's in your mind and they want your time and it's like fuck it's always like this tear of back and forth like i gotta give my time to them because they're my kids like i have to do it there's no ifs ands or buts about it there's also i gotta do this so then it's always like well where's the sacrifice gonna be usually it is sleep because I, I, for me, it is. Just but like, I mean, that just means that like, we know our like. That just means we know we're good parents, bro. Because most people don't even they don't even they're not even coherent or like self assessing enough to even realize that they need to think of that, like what they need to do to do one or the other. Mm. Just like that's why I hate society nowadays. And like that, the fact that they're like, "Oh, you cuss, so you must not love your kids, or you teach them bad things." Like, bro, like people like us are the good parents. We're like teaching them to be a good generation. We're teaching them like what it takes to be the next level. Cause like this dude made a video today and it was like probably the most realest thing I've ever seen. 5.6% of males, only 5.6% of males are not overweight and make a hundred thousand dollars a year. So like everybody else falls in the characterization of just like being average or overweight or one or the other. And then like, so if you're going above and beyond to be in shape, Plus teach your kids a good thing. Like you're setting them up to be better than five, like 95% of the whole world. Mm. Just by taking it serious. Just by it. So they, when they start to emulate. Yeah. Without a doubt. It's, and it's such a delicate uh, topic for kids because they don't understand like calories and macronutrients. They're like, it just tastes good. Just, I just want that. And it's, I always have to find creative ways to tell my daughter, like, you know, it's all energy, baby. Like, if, if you put too much energy in and you don't use it, it's got to go somewhere. So it's always, you got to keep that in mind. So if you want to, if you want to eat this, fine, but we're going to go run outside. We're going to go do some stuff. So that way that energy is used because you never want to store energy. And they'll, they'll, they'll catch on over time too. Cause like I'll hear my daughter or my son say stuff now about like stuff I've said before. Yeah. Oh, this has a lot of calories in it or like, like Nutella. Zayla was like, Oh, this is oh, like, this yeah, is the Nutella. Really high calories. like yeah. they just catch on over time. And then they realize that. And then like when they see their friends, you know, when they go to school and they realize, cause like, dude, most kids are overweight nowadays and they're going to see that and they're going to notice like, Oh, that's because of this, because of this or because of that. And then they could they could kind of deter them from one, especially since our daughter's in gymnastics, she takes it pretty serious already. We got pretty lucky with where we live. Like this area is not the greatest, but the gymnastics 
uh, place she goes to, like the lady that runs it, she always gets like number one in competitions and state everywhere she goes. So like she has that person in her life as well that takes life pretty serious and she's in really good shape and her husband's a business owner. So she gets to see other people that kind of operate like her mom and dad on a day-to-day basis, which is cool. Because her coach is always preaching to them, like, make sure you're eating healthy foods. Make sure you're, you know, not drinking, like, pops and sodas and juices. She's, like, very on them about, you know, like, you need to eat healthy foods so that you're strong and healthy to do the sport. Mm, Without a doubt. Now, um, I do have female listeners. So what is, like, what is some big things that females do struggle with? Because him and I could talk all day easy about what males struggle with. What's some insight to females? So I don't really know about males because I'm not a male, but I feel like women have so much more like insecurity and like body image issues, especially because we have kids. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's a big thing for women. And I think they struggle with that Um, confidence, you know, and then I, sometimes it's like, I guess it's not harder for women to lose weight, but I feel like they make it harder than it needs to be. You know, like they see the scale go up because I see this all the time and I'd be like, well, this isn't even working. So I'm not doing it anymore. And I quit, but that's Mm -hmm. really not, you know, how it goes. And I, so I think females, they look too far into things. They analyze things too much. I think (laughs) I think that's a big struggle for women. Yeah. I mean, I could easily just say men do that too. Without a doubt. (laughs) But I, I just feel like. I do agree with you on the kids thing, though. It definitely makes it harder, like, after you've had kids. Yeah, I mean. If, but if you, what a lot of females are trying to tell them is if they start working out as soon as they're cleared from a doctor, their hormones are so primed and so high from having a baby, it's like almost like they're on steroids. They can see so many quick results because their hormones are hyperactive if they get serious as soon as they're allowed to work out. Mm. That's like a proven thing. So if they actually did it as soon as they were cleared from their doctor, the results would happen way faster. But a lot of them wait for like a year. Then it's like, oh, now I got to get all this off. Now your hormones are already back to normal and out of whack. And like your body's kind of already like beat up. But if you, that's why you ever notice that people worked out through their pregnancy and then they kept working out as soon as they could, mm-hmm. they bounce back way faster. Yeah. Mm. And especially for breastfeeding too, because you burn so many calories just breastfeeding. So if you kind of get right back on track after you have a child, you're going to lose more weight because you're burning more calories. Mm. I would, I would also, you know, just throw in a little tidbit, like the women that are pregnant and still working out and all, I, I got to imagine that like, they're not, um, they're a little bit of constant have a little bit of conscious of what they eat too. Like they're not always like, let's go get fast food. Let's go get fast food. Let's go get fast food. They're a little, oh, just a little bit more aware of, um, you know, just working out and the choices that they make. Like, is this really, do I really need to eat all this or do I need just a little bit in that way? And it goes back to that balance shit, bro, because 200 years ago, babies were still born healthy and there was no extra calories you ate when you were pregnant or breastfeeding and kids were still big. Like if you look at the statues from a thousand years ago, people were peeling. Well, the thing is, and there was no foods to eat. When I was pregnant, that is something that my doctor specifically said to me. He was like, you do not need 
all these extra calories. He was, I think he said you need like 300 extra calories a day and that's it. So it's like, I mean, 300 calories is maybe like a granola bar and a glass of milk or something. So it's not even like a lot of calories. And I think people are like, well, I'm eating for two. So I'm going to eat an extra thousand calories. <laughs> right, like, Motherfucker, you're eating for like four or five. Get the hell out <laughs> right. of here. And the thing is, if like that baby needs an extra 300, you're still not going to put a lot of fat on besides the baby weight because the baby's using that 300 mm-hmm. calories. Yeah. Yeah. No, without a doubt. Like there's, you know, I've definitely seen some lean chicks that have been pregnant and like, you know, they, they look robust. Like they're, they're glowing. They just look great. And I'm also, dude, being in the Marine Corps, I've seen some crazy females that were pregnant, dude. And that would PT all the way up until nine months and outrun dudes. Like, uh, I know a couple of them actually. Cause that's another thing. That Patlin, would, yeah. She was pregnant with twins and was running three miles yeah. faster than dudes. Well, that's another thing she that was. women will say. They'll say, well, I'm pregnant, so I can't lift anything heavy. That's no, you can still, I mean, I was cleared to do anything that I wanted to as long as I wasn't in pain. He was like, if it's comfortable when you do it, do it. Especially if you were already doing it before you got pregnant. Now, where it would get kind of iffy is if um, you tried to start doing that shit after you got pregnant. Because, like, your body's not used to it. And then, like, you're throwing all the extra things into it already when you're not used to Mm -hmm. it. Plus being pregnant, it can be, you can hurt your baby for sure. Right. Right. I also feel like there's just a common, like, I don't I don't even like the word anymore, common sense. But just like, you know, you you would think like if you were pregnant, you no, you're not gonna go trying to lift like 365 pound, you know, deadlift trying to get a PR. Like <laughs> you can you can lift like normal things around the house or whatever it may be. So I, I guess you don't even need that much to maintain your muscle mass. It takes a third of what it took to build it. So like if, if that was their, if that was their scapegoat to not want to lift anymore, like, okay, then don't lift and just eat. Okay. And walk. Well, cause my doctor told me I could do any weight that I was doing previously, right. but he said, I wouldn't like try to increase your weight by a lot, but any weight that you are doing up to this point is okay. But that also goes back to having a doctor that actually cares and is actually healthy too. Because there's doctors out there that will try to scare you away from it. But if you look at the doctor, the doctor's fat too. Oh yeah, that's that that always fits in line with the fat personal trainer. Yeah, because <laughs> I remember uh, when I was in high school, I I drank so many like well, I drank so much water, I flushed my electrolytes out. Mm-hmm. And like, I remember the doctor trying to tell my parents, like, he shouldn't be lifting. It's like, he's going through that issues. Like, he needs to do this. Like, he like pretty much tried to talk me on this not working out. Anymore. And I'm like, why the fuck would a doctor tell someone that? Yeah. Like, just tell me not to drink that much water and drink more electric. Yeah. Dude, that's, a, <laughs> that's another whole, big like, fallacy. All he had to do was like, hey, take some electrolyte packets and you'll be fine. Yeah. yeah that, that's, a, that's such a huge fallacy. Like, you got to drink a gallon of water to get fat burning going on. Like, I don't Dude, know back then, like, it was like, that. don't eat salt on any of your foods and don't do any of this. So, like, I flush all my electrolytes out. But now I, like, put salt on all my food, like, because there's so many, like, there's a lot of benefits to sodium. Because, like, yeah. well, it's an electrolyte, so you, you have to have it. Yeah. Dude, that's another thing about that's crazy about fitness, especially with, like, well, males and females is, like, there's so much shit I hear people regurgitate from, like, things they thought 15 years ago. Like, dude, that's been mis 
proven like 10 years ago. I don't even know why you're still saying like, cause they'll come and argue on my post sometimes. Like, dude, that hasn't been a fact in like 10 years. Like how long ago has it been since you heard that shit? Dude, I, you know, I was just talking to somebody and I think we've had this conversation last time too. It's almost like some fucking law in the universe. Everybody that, you know, complains about artificial sweeteners look the worst. I, oh, I, I, it never fucking fails. The, and like, it's dude, so crazy. Even if you were scared of artificial sugars, it's still better than what you were doing before you started the diet. Like, that's what I don't get about people. Like, they'll start dieting, but I can't have this, I can't have that, I can't have this, I can't have that. Like, dude, you ate fucking worse than that for 10 years. If all of it takes for you to lose weight is the artificial sugars that might do something bad for you, if you think that, it's still better than what you were doing before. Yeah, well, I mean, there's so many people online now that it's all about this holistic, you know, holistic way of life. Like, you know, and I'm not saying holistic is bad, but it's like you can't eat anything that does not have one ingredient in it. Otherwise, it's it's shit. Like, done. It's not good for you. Don't even waste your time. You're going to get um, all these diseases and, like, you're never going to lose weight. And it's like, what what are we teaching people? This is crazy thing, bro, because this is going to, like, shock a lot of people or fucking piss a lot of people off. Is I used to work in – so the chemical plant I said I used to work at it was a pharmaceutical plant and a phosphate plant as well. We had a salesman come in. And he said, how many people here have heard about eating whole foods or eating foods that are all organic? And we raised our hand. He was like, you know, shrimp's not white, right? It's pink. He was like, even the organic, all it is is a smaller amount of the bleach and a smaller amount of everything. It all still goes into it, bro. All the phosphates still go into it. Everything goes into it. It's just a smaller amount to where they can call it organic. You're not really even getting organic and you're still paying the organic price. That's the craziest part about it. It's all a marketing scheme. The whole thing is marketing. Everything's marketing, 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 marketing. So like they're paying this extra three bucks for that organic banana and it doesn't mean anything. It just means it has less of it. It has to be like a certain percentage less. Yeah, it's just a percentage less and then they can call it organic. Like, so you're still not getting the organic thing you think you are, unless you're actually growing it yourself. And then, like, there's a lot of fallacies out there. Like, bro, you know what the craziest thing is? People, like, they used to hate on frozen fruit. Frozen fruit has more nutrients in it than the other fruit because the fruit takes so long to get to your shelf. By the time you eat it, you've lost all the benefits. When you freeze it, you keep those nutrients better for longer. Right. I don't understand that argument. I mean, we freeze meat all the time. You're not going to say that if you... If it gets frozen, it's the, it's not going to help. Like, what are we talking about here? Dude, I don't I don't know where all these rumors come from, dude. And then, like, you'll have the people that come on there like, well, like, what are your credentials? And I tell them I'm, I'm actually a master trainer. And then, like, their next step is like, well, you're not a doctor. Like, okay, motherfucker, neither are you. So how can you tell me I'm wrong if I can't tell you I'm right because I'm not a doctor? <laughs> yeah. Like, at least I have something that I studied. Now you're just a fucking Google. And you just have a PhD in Google. Google. <laughs> yeah. It, it is fucking great. I, I, isn't that where gaslighting comes from? Yes, dude. Exactly. Like that's what I'm, I get them with that sometimes, and they won't know what to say back because they'll argue with me. Like, well, you're not a doctor. I'm like, either are you. So how can you say I'm wrong? And then they're like, they just kind of like sit there. I'm like, yeah, motherfucker. Exactly. Dude, the worst thing that I've ever found was that when all this shit became political, that's when I'm like, I don't, I re- truly don't fucking understand any of this anymore. Like if you eat meat, you're on the fucking right. If you just eat um, 
vegan, you're on the left. Like, well, what the fuck does what somebody eats matter? Why are politics political? Who they vote for? It, it makes no sense. I don't know why the politics are so big right now. Like, and the craziest thing is, dude, like everyone's like one side or the other, but then you talk to them, like, did you vote? And they're like, no. I'm like, so why do you fucking, my sister used to be really bad about that. She would make stuff, political stuff all the time on Facebook. And I'm like, you haven't voted in 10 years, bro. That's so why amazing. the fuck are you, like, dude, it's weird. It's like a cult right now. I don't know dude, what the fuck. There's a it's lot of, a lot of cults, man. A lot of cults everywhere and everything. It's like, you know, <laughs> talking about the holistic shit. It's cultish. You know, even you could do you could even go to the um a lot of people with the West Watson shit. It's it's getting like cultish. Like it never fails. You can you can see everything. We're like, a giant cult for sure. Oh yeah. Like it, everything. You can see it. It's like what the fuck is going on? Why is everything, bro? I do when I was big, you can ask my wife. When I was big before, before I stopped coaching. Bro, there was like a cult following on my Facebook, bro. And like one person would come and argue with before and after. I had like 12 clients like, fuck you, go kill yourself. Da, da, da. I'm like, I have a fucking cult that's following me. Like we have such a cult following with everything nowadays. And I don't get it. Like it's fucking weird. Everything has a cult following. Like if you are part of it and are you like cars, bro, it's the same way. Like if you like Ford and I like Dodge, dude, it's like, fuck you. You can go die for all I care. Like, bro, it's just a car. We were yeah. just talking about this at work. People, I, we were saying how, like, in this generation, people need to feel like they belong to something. Like, yes. nobody wants to be on their own. Everybody feels like they need they need to be a part of something. But that's a good thing, though, because we're supposed to be culture-driven, and we're supposed to, like, work in tribes. It's just we're doing it wrong. Yeah, because that's what you're saying. It's not right, because there's people um, that will, like, fake stuff, like, I'm bipolar and I'm, I'm this and I'm this. Yeah, it's not even part. real because they feel like they need to be a part of something, but they're choosing yeah. the wrong thing to be a part of. Yeah. It's like, you're not fucking cool now unless you got something, something wrong with you. Yeah. Like, and it's like, they, they choose to be a part of a, everything, but the shit that actually works. Right. Yeah. Like at least like, I know, like we just said, like the West shit's a fucking cult, but fuck, at least we're all trying to improve our lives, bro. Like these motherfuckers have become a cult of some shit that's like, bound for just failure and then they're then they're like why the fuck does my life suck like dude why are you like on the internet screaming at people for being like a left or the right like why do you care dude i don't know it's I don't know. weird bro. and like it's getting worse like i thought it was gonna get better eventually and like it's still not better dude, i don't know it's funny you know because um even with the COVID situation i was talking with an author um he wrote a book like a, a fiction, a magical fiction book, but we were talking about it. And it's like, if one thing COVID did do was oust, like, it's okay for us to think in a certain way, but what we ended up doing was treating each, everybody like a piece of shit. And we don't even know how it started. And it's like, that's one thing that COVID did do opened our eyes that we need to start being better to people for sure. Cause that, that, that situation got really crazy. And now it's like, it's just like we talked about with food becoming politicized. It's like everything just has to be categorized. And then we get to call people a piece of shit for doing that. It's like, what are we doing as a species? Like why? That's how you know we have too much time on our hands. That goes back to the fucking like, they're like, oh, it's about balance. 
If it's about balance, why did you waste two hours arguing on Facebook about what political stance you have and you don't even fucking vote? Dude, I don't know. You man. wasted two hours of your life. That's not fucking balance. <laughs> <laughs> it's dude. I would swear to God, we live in fucking backwards <laughs> land. You know what's crazy though is like there's not as many weird people as the fucking media portrays it either, dude. It's like they overhype all the weirdness on the social medias and like the the end like the news. But like when you go out in person and you talk to a lot of people, like most people don't give a fuck. Yeah, it's social media that just like amplifies it because all the weirdos are on social media, bro. That's the hardest part about being a personal trainer or a mindset coach. You got to sift through all the fucking weirdos to find somebody that wants to change their life. Yeah, you know it, it does. It does get a little strange, like, um, you know, just the th- that people can't really think for themselves on just like the most simplest things. And what I mean was, you know, even if this dude's listening to the podcast, so be it. I put out the, one of those things like, you know, what are you struggling with on a Friday? And dude said, you know, going to the gym. And I was like, okay, so are you struggling with making time or are you struggling with physically going in the gym? And he said he worked um, an IT job nine to six. And I just said, which means that he said he can't, he doesn't have time. And I was like, do you think you can wake up just a little bit earlier and just even just hit the gym for 30 minutes? And he's like, yeah, I could do that. I'll give that a try. And I'm like, well, that's, that's like no brainer shit to me. But I guess most people don't even realize that. So, dude, another thing I really need to realize is like, even if, okay, let's say your schedule is that fucking crazy. You can't drive to the gym. Dude, you can do a hundred burpees, some abs and walk. I, like you would save the time from driving to the gym. Like you don't have, like if, if you're really that busy, you could still fit in a 15 minute workout and you'd still be significantly healthier than if you didn't do anything at all. Yeah. Without a doubt. Like even just hitting those burpees, you know, you Dude. feel like shit before, but then after like, even 10 of them you're like all right like even you're you're like dude i feel pretty good if anybody's listening to this this far in if you just chug a glass of cold water when you first woke up and did 15 burpees and that's all you changed about your life you would drastically improve your life i'm telling you you would be so much more alert and awake when you go to work yeah because we don't move our bodies like supposed to bro like most people, like even at their jobs, like most people have stagnant jobs. Like even if you have like a factory job, a lot of it's like sitting around until you wait until you're busy again. Yeah. Even on the last podcast that we talked about, you know, just going for a walk, walking will change your life without Dude. a doubt. Like the best ideas always come to you on that part. Just every, every physical, you know, thing that I've ever done, like a workout, running, walking, burpees, always an idea hit you at some point and you're like oh fuck yeah that's the answer it's just never I get a lot of my video ideas from it and like dude i remember my most viral video like last time before i had got canceled i was like i was sitting there working out i'm like bro i have a fucking genius idea (laughs) and uh it was like this is when i drank and i like would promote you could still drink and be in shape because like that's before i like fell off the rockers and didn't do fitness at all Mm. i deadlifted and slam the deadlift down. I'm like, because that's when I used to like do like str- like preach strength and shit. And then I shotgunned a beer and chucked it against the wall. And Did that shit to the rock salts, like the smelling the rock salts. Yes, dude. Okay. it went so fucking viral. <laughs> but like, 
I was just sitting there working out and had the idea. Mm-hmm. And like, that's the type of shit that comes to you. Like when you're like in flow state of working out and you're like, you can actually use your brain for what it's used for. And you like start to unlock like more potential in yourself. You start, cause you're like, you should get more confident when you're working out too. You know what I mean? So like you start to, you start to feel yourself more. So if you start to work out and then you start to come up with ideas, like do it right then and there when you have the confidence to do it. I have a buddy, Ethan. Um, he used to be like very non-motivator, motivational. And, uh, he actually used to be one of my employees, but now that I don't work there, he still talks to me and, uh, He's like, dude, you changed my life just by simply like staying on me constantly for months on end. And he was never my client, like per se, but like he would just be around me, listen to my speeches. I actually stopped doing motivational speeches at work, bro, because I would do so many good motivational speeches. Motherfuckers would quit and go to a better job. Really? <laughs> I had this dude. Oh. I had this dude. He's like, bro, you motivated me so much to go back to the prison. I was just acting like a bitch when I was there, and he went and started making five dollars an hour more just because I motivated him enough at that like work speech I had. I'm like, damn, I gotta quit doing this. I'm losing all my good workers. Still, that's pretty fucking awesome, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not not exactly. But he's the same way. He's like, he's like, he's starting his own armory and shit, and like. He's starting like rifle cleaning, gun cleaning and stuff like that. And like, I just told him like, just start reaching out to people in the DMs that have bigger gun cleaning businesses than you. And he just sent me a screenshot. I wish I could show you, but I'm on my phone doing this podcast. He's like, this is the craziest fucking feeling ever, bro. He DMs some dude that has 400,000 followers and dude's talking to him back about helping him. Like, like in his, a year, like six months ago, he was like that. Like the man has me down. I'll never fucking be anything better than this. Yeah. And now he's like the most motivational motherfucker, and he shares more of my shit than any of my real so-called friends. Yeah. Without a, what about the female side? Do you find um, lack of motivation an issue with females? Um, I think it just goes back to like kind of time management. Uh, females have a lot of excuses, just like males. I mean, they. Make excuse, make excuses. They don't have time to do, you know, X, Y, and Z. And so I feel like, I think the hardest part is trying to get somebody to the mindset that they need to be in to better themselves because you can't make somebody do something. And mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of times when people want to start a fitness journey, they're not all the way there. So like a lot of the female clients will start and then stop. And then it's just like, you really got to get it together. Like you have to have the whole mindset for it to actually work. And I feel like a lot of people, um, they, they want it to just come fast. Like they want to be able to eat what they want, not work out and have a magic pill. And it doesn't like work like that. And I wish people saw how much fitness is actually good for you. Like I was just telling Kyle the other day, just our morning walks, I feel like improves my whole entire day. Like at work, it feels like I'm more productive. I'm more awake. I'm more alert. So I just feel like if Pete, if women could just be a, it sounds horrible to say if women could just be a little stronger with their discipline. Cause I, I feel like men are more disciplined than women. Yeah. But one thing I do have to say to stick up for women is that if you have a piece of shit husband at home, it's going to be hard for you to get the discipline to go to the gym because he's not helping you do anything. Yeah, I, like I, if you're cooking, cleaning, all that, and taking care of the kids, like your energy levels to go want to do anything when your husband's not having the output, it's hard for you to want to go and look better for him or be a better person. Like we talk about all the time. Like if you're not working on yourself as a husband, why the fuck is your wife going to go work on herself? Without a doubt. I feel like it's hard for people if they 
aren't on the same page. I mean, I guess both people don't have to be into the same things, but if I'm going to the gym, I'm doing all these things to improve my life and Kyle's just over here watching TV and doing nothing, it makes it hard to even want to do it because that even sounds you're weird not, to say like that. yeah, because you're not being like appreciated for like even trying to better yourself. Mm. Do you guys actually take time out of your days to appreciate one another? Like, I'm pretty bad about it, bro, because I'm so busy. I'm not going to lie. She corrects me a lot. But, like, she corrected me the other day, and I texted her today. Because I'm, like, as a guy, you don't have as many emotions. So she's like, you don't text me good morning at work. I'm like, hey, Lynn, I fucking walk with you and tell you good morning for a whole hour straight. She's like, that's not the point. So today I just texted her. I'm like, have a good day. I hope your day is going good. Like, because, like, sometimes that's just what they need. Like, and I'm not the greatest about it. I do suck at that sometimes. But when you get, yeah, I mean, you know, like, being on your phone, being so hyper-focused in business, sometimes it just don't even hit your mind to even say that because you had already talked to him. Well, you get used to it. You've done it, like, every, he's done it, like, every day for, like, the last two years. And then, like, he isn't at his job anymore and he's at home. And I'm like, this dude don't even talk to me. He don't even text me or nothing. I'm like, what are you doing? when you're sending out DMs all day, like, you don't even think to check your text messages. Yeah, I'm right there with you, man. I, I... Podcasts and everything else, dude, like it gets fucking wild. I yeah. think also women probably struggle because, you know, way back in the day, women did all the housework and the male went to work. But now I feel like both people work, but I feel like the women still do the cooking, the cleaning, the laundry and all the things. So then they feel like they don't have enough time. Mm. They do have enough time because I did all that and I went to school full time and worked a full time job and did clinicals. So they do have time, but the feeling of I'm doing everything, I'm exhausted is kind of, I think that whole, like that holds women back. Like they're like, I'm exhausted. Like I would rather go to bed right now than go work out. Mm. One message I think I could probably paint clearer for most people, for people is like, it, this shit is hard. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't want anyone to think this shit's not going to be hard. It's going to be hard for the rest of your life. But that's the point. Like, if you do the things that are hard to build a discipline, it's how you improve your life. Like, this shit still sucks. We're still busy as fuck. Like, this shit is still chaotic. I think people think it's like, like when I'm like, fuck that, just fucking do it. It's like easy for me. Like, this shit still sucks, bro. Like, I've been up at it. We've been up grinding since 4.30 this morning. That's when we went on our hike. Mm-hmm. And, like, after this, she's still going to work out because she got off work late. And I'm going to sit out here and probably just make some content. Like, we might be up for almost 24 hours. By time. And yeah. I think it's important for people to have, like, a good support person. Because as a coach, like, I can only – I would – I support my clients – as much as I can, but we're online. So it's like, I can only do so much for you. You really kind of have to have somebody that's going to support you when I can't kind of thing. That's exactly what we talked about with Brad today. I talked to that podcast, that live one. Mm -hmm. It's like, if you don't have a supportive spouse, dude, the success rate is going to be drastically fucking worse. Yeah. I saw that uh, from uh, Brad from Reliant Fitness. You interviewed, was that today or the other day? Uh, I did it uh, live at 11.30, then I posted it right after that. Okay. Yeah. How did that go? I didn't get um, uh, a chance to check it out yet. So what I'm doing, I don't even think I've told you this yet. Um, so, like, what I'm doing, like, I'm not I'm not going to start my own podcast. So, like, to grow my Instagram, I've been doing things like this where I get on your guys and then I'm like, hey, you can follow me here. 
Instead, what I've been doing is I've been reaching out to people that I know that have a life story like mine. And I'm like, hey, I'm interviewing people for the mindset side of things. I don't feel like the fitness and nutrition. I feel like fitness and nutrition is talked about too much. I want to go back to the mindset. Mm. So I'm going to interview them live on Instagram then add them as a collaborator so it goes into their reels. Then people can find me off of them and then add me. Um, like a couple of days ago, I, I had a super cool experience. I got to interview Stan Efferding, which is the dude that made the vertical diet. Okay. Yeah. I think, I, yeah, I saw that. You were talking about that. That was fucking really cool. And then I'm about to interview Cole, Cole uh, the dude. He's really viral on TikTok. He's a motivational dude. Okay. And then uh, Andy Elliott said that he would do it, but he said he's booked out like six months. So he's going to get on my Instagram live. And then um, Brad Lee, I asked him to do it, but I'm actually just going to his podcast. So how did you, how did you um, get in t- contact with these guys? Dude, I, I, <laughs> I will send out 500 DMs until somebody responds to me. I don't give a fuck. Bro. I love it. Like, Dude, I, dude, I'll send fucking videos. I'm like, listen, bro, I'm the most relentless motherfucker you ever meet. Unless you block me, you're going to have to respond one day. <laughs> and so I'm like, fuck, bro, what's your story? And I'll tell him like, Brad, Brad, I don't know. I just somehow got through his DMs and he noticed it and he left me on red. I just saw that said scene. I'm like, oh, motherfucker. Oh, yeah, yeah. I sent him a voice message. I'm like, hey, bro. I'm like, I know you left me on scene, but this is what I'm about to tell you. And I told him my story. And he's like, all right, what would the talking points be? And I'm like, da, 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 da. I sent him a bunch of voice messages. I'm like, just fucking hit me back, bro. I'm not taking no for an answer. And then he's like, all right, email my team. And I emailed his team and then nothing. And I hit him up again. I'm like, hey, bro, I'm doing live Instagram uh, interviews. Let's just do it that way since you didn't respond. He's like, no, bro, I'm going to have you on the podcast in like a week or two. I'm just traveling right now. I'm like, all right, I need a secure date. And then he left me on the scene again. And then I hit him up again today and he hasn't read it yet. It still says uh, unseen, but like I have a date. I just don't have an actual date, but he, I haven't confirmed that I'm going to be on there. And then Stan Efferty and all I did, bro, is like, um, I just messaged him. I saw that he left me on red and I noticed like some people have email mm-hmm. and I emailed him, bro. And he instantly saw the email because if you notice like Yahoo pops up on your phone, no matter what, there is no like go to the request box or da, 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 da. So I'll look for someone that has an email and I'll send them like an email of like a pre pre wrote, like telling my story and telling them my game plan. I sent that shit to Stan and like 10 seconds later, I, I said, sure thing, brother, when do you want to do it? And I'm like, tomorrow morning. Fuck yeah. That real has 20,000 views, bro. Nice. So like, that's my goal. Instead of doing podcasts is I'm going to do live interviews on Instagram, then add the people as a collaborator. So I, my Instagram sees that I'm starting to get on all these channels and my shit blows up. Like, um, just interviewing Brad, dude, I got like 50 new followers. Yeah. Obviously, I'm not ever really going to be able to sign any of those guys up because they, they're already relating to Brad. But it just shows Instagram that my channel is going to grow. And I'm going to start having her do the same thing. But like, if you want to get bigger people on your podcast, bro, you should just do it. So just try it. Fuck it. What's the do is say no. Yeah, dude. Without a doubt. I would never even, I would never even think that they would answer the, the um dude me neither the first person that responded to me i'm like i'm sending this motherfucker to everybody 
I was like, Greg Doucette, bro, fucking hit me up. This is my fucking story. Hit me back. I'm a relentless motherfucker. Dude, if you have Greg Doucette on your fucking podcast, Dude, I, did that I would to fucking like love every that. Every motherfucker, Cali Muscle, everybody, bro. Anybody that's like really popular going through drama on YouTube right now, I'm like, boom. I'm like, I want to get you on this. I want to talk about this. Let's talk about this. I want to talk about the mindset behind the fitness and nutrition. <laughs> I mean, I probably sent out like 100 of them and like only 10 of them responded. But I mean, a 10% success rate, if you send out a 1,000, bro, you get 100 new people you just can't work with. I love that. I love that. Where the fuck does that drive come from? I was just so broke my whole life, bro. Like, um, so like a little backstory about me, like I'm, my dad worked on the railroad, so I never really saw my dad. My mom didn't work. Um, so like we were always broke, like he had good money, but so like we were broke in real life, but not on paper. So like I could never get approved for like school lunches. I could never get approved for anything because my dad made good money, but my parents didn't have any money. So like I'd have to go and steal right. school lunches, borrow money from kids, and like all my life, dude. Like this is I don't want to say my parents are bad parents. I don't think you should ever like disrespect your parents. But I remember I used to collect those like uh, collectible quarters, mm-hmm. like for the states. Yeah. I had a state book, bro, and I went to go put a new quarter in there. I was so excited, and they were all gone. And my dad was like, son, I had to buy a pack of cigarettes. And like that shit is burnt into my fucking brain permanently, bro. Mm. I was like, I will never have to let a vice be the reason. Like even when I was drinking all the time, bro, like I always made sure I had money for my kids and I'd never tell my kids no. And like that day is burnt into my fucking skull permanently. And like that's where my drive comes from, bro. Like when I don't feel like doing something, I look back on that image. And my dad's a good dad. My dad, I don't really get along with my mom too well. And my dad, it was like he was like my hero growing up. Hardest working motherfucker you ever meet, bro. He would walk from here. 10 miles down the road just to weed eat your grass because your car was broke down and he let someone else borrow his car. Like he's that type of person. That's where my work ethic comes from, I think. And there's being sheer fucking broke our whole lives. Like my brother's the same way, but my sister's the opposite. It's weird. My brother, he was a, he's a five time felon. Now he owns like one of the biggest tree services in the area. Um, but my sister just, like she's one of those people she talks like a motivating person, but like she never really did anything with it. Um, and she'll be like, you guys should help me start a business. And we're both me and my brother the same way. Like you need to help yourself. We're not helping you do anything. Yeah, for sure. Um, he's dude, he's just, he's more extreme than me. If people think I'm an asshole, <laughs> good thing that motherfucker don't have social medias, bro. Cause like he would shoot a motherfucker at a gas station just for looking at him crazy back in the day. <laughs> like he's nuts, but like he got to, he like me and him were just like, He's 40, so he's 10 years older than me, but I, we were just so fucking broke, dude. Like, it was just, it's either continue the same path or fucking show our kid, change our family tree. And we just chose to use that as motivation. Like, some people use it and it breaks them. And some people, that's the weird thing about it, bro. You don't know. Like, you don't know what your past is going to do to you. It just depends. Like, some people, it fucking kills them and some people, it makes them super strong. And me and my brother just turned us into fucking workaholics. And she didn't understand it for a long time because she didn't grow up like I did. Mm. So, like, she was like, we're comfortable. Why do you want to do this? Like, we're living good lives. I'm like, fuck that. We're not living shit. Mm. I'm like, fuck that. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Dude, I'm not, like, I don't, people are going to think I'm bragging or whatever. But, like, I had my corporate job plus my investments before I left my corporate job. I was making, like, $140,000 a year. Like, most people are like, why the fuck would you quit that? Because, like, bro, it's like, I didn't find no purpose in that. And I know I can make way more money helping people eventually in the long run. Mm. 
It feels better when you're helping people too. Yeah, for sure. It's way more purposeful. Yeah. What's and like, the... dude, I know like deep down in my soul, like I can fucking do anything. What, um, what are some of the things that you struggled with, you know, with his work ethic? Cause I feel like that's one thing that, um, if you can bring light, people have a better understanding and just how to work through that. Cause dudes, you know, especially good dudes love to work and they always want to check that, you know, supports that, but not a lot of people do see that. So they don't know how to respond when they see that. What are some of the insights to that? Like how you managed it, how you guys were able to come together with it. I feel like communication is super important because I would get so aggravated that he's on his phone all the time. Like, why are like, I want you to pay attention to me. And you know, you just kind of, he would explain to me like, this is like my job. So like, I have to do this right now, but I feel like, so he was in the Marine Corps for four years. So he was gone a lot. So I feel like that kind of helped me kind of prepare me because I was used to that kind mm-hmm. of like lifestyle. Um, him being gone and then we come or he gets out and then, you know, we have like a normal life. And then I got really comfortable with that. And I really liked that. And then he starts his own business and it's just kind of, it's, I get, I would get aggravated and I'd be like, why can't we just do this? Or why can't you spend time with me or what, you know, why? So then I feel like that's when communication is super important because he would explain like, I have to do this so that we can do this. And I was never the type of person that would look in the long run. I was always like, oh, we're happy now. We're doing good things. We're doing well now. We're comfortable and we're happy. So you know why? And Kyle's had so many conversations with me that like, it's not about the short term. You need to look like long term, like how great things could be. They could be like 10 times better than it is now. Mm. So it was kind of... I, I mean, I'm not saying it was all me, but like I needed to change my mindset to be able to see like we can be so much more successful than what we are. So it's just, I feel like some people are just so one-sided, like this is the way things are going to be. And if it's not like this, then it's just not going to work. But if you can communicate through that, you can kind of get to some, like get through to somebody like this is what we could be if you, you know, you have to make sacrifices. So do I always get to sit down and eat dinner with Kyle? No. Or do I always get, do we always go to bed at the same time? No. But that's why we put time in the morning. We go on a rock every morning by ourselves. So that's kind of like our alone time. We try to make sacrifices, make time to just make it work. Cause mm. I feel like with a couple, you kind of have to want the same things. Like a long-term goal kind of has to be the same because if he wants to do this and I'm just, over here dragging him down well that's not gonna work <laughs> like talk about how we almost got a divorce last time i'm like i'm telling you right now the one thing i will do is my business and i'm not putting nothing before that mm. i'm like so you either have to understand that or maybe our marriage isn't gonna work. and then the other day we were sitting on the couch and like i had sold a two thousand dollar plan or we were talking about how much money i made because i sold a year plan she's like i really wish i would have listened to you two years ago because we would have been two years ahead of the game mm. Mm. Mm, a doubt. So like, she started to realize the like the hindrance she had put on me wanted to like further my business because like she didn't have the full vision yet back then. And I feel like that's kind of goes back to communication because before we just did not have very good communication skills. So like if you don't communicate, you're both aggravated. You don't know how to express like what you're feeling, what's going on. But now we're able to like sit down and actually communicate. And it's easier to get on the same page and know like what's going on, what we need to do, what you need from me, what I need from you. 
So I feel like communication is like key to getting on the same page to grow together. And sometimes you've got to check each other, bro. Like Caitlin will be getting all like aggravated because I'm like super busy. I'm like, Caitlin, just shut the fuck up for 10 minutes. I'm not being mean about it. You need to just chill out for a second and watch things. And then 10 minutes later, it's like, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> like you just sometimes you just got to like check each other. Like fucking dude, chill out. I'm watch this. I'm about to do something. It's super important. Nice. Cause like I was sending an email out and then like she was like, what do you, what, like, what do you need? What do you need? And I showed her and it was like Brad Lee responding to me. I'm like, see, I was oh. trying to do something super important, way more important than what you were trying to say about the fucking dog food outside. Like, just give me a second. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Man. Like it's, 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 and she texts me all the time too. She's like, just like I said, like she t- told me I need to tell her good morning in text, even though I tell her, so even though I tell her exactly, bro. Exactly. I feel like that's, that's something that every male struggles with. You know, well, I feel like, like somebody's doing something for so long, and then just one day they stop. I'm like, "What is going on? Bro, like, I, what did I do wrong? What are you mad? Or like, what's going on here?" I'm not trying yeah. to talk to you on a wife, but one day I swear to God, I bought her this glass rose that was like thirty dollars at the gas station. Super nice, just cool looking rose. Gave it to her. We were watching a movie the next day. She's like, wow, look, he surprised her with something. I'm like, motherfucker, I just bought you a rose yesterday. It's like they forget so fast, bro. And then, like, they let a movie change their whole opinion about you. It's fascinating. You know, that's, <laughs> and then she's it like, really oh, yeah. is. Yeah, I forgot. I'm like, yeah, no shit. That's fucking wonderful. <laughs> but I, dude, that, that is something that males always struggle with. For sure, especially you're hardworking, because it's like, it's like you guys go back say it's it's a partnership, you know. If you're always doing one thing, like you you're so driven, you're so driven. I I I know for myself, it's I forget all the time to really take time out to appreciate, you know, someone else that they've done, and so it's just like those little things that you know you can take time to appreciate, go like matter in the long run. It's just like building equity. And I've I that being, all the time, bro. All the time. It's just us being lazy because it only takes like ten seconds. It does. It does. I know it. But I, I'm with the same way. I'm like, I'm just fucking going. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. Going. And then, like, oh, and I've had that conversation too. You never text me. I was like, like I try not to be like, fuck. What do you want? Like, I, I don't get it. But, I hate when you guys talk about this out loud because it sounds stupid. Bro, dude, listen. We've been together since <laughs> 4 o'clock this morning. Worked out. Well, we didn't get to work out yet, but we rocked. Normally, we'd work out, and then we'd like eat dinner and then film a podcast. And we'd be laying in bed. She's like, I don't feel like you spend any time with me. I'm like, are you fucking delusional, bro? But listen. so Like, our whole life no. is t- together. No. So we go on a rug, but then we come home. If you're breathing so then, close to me right now, you're still in my hair. Don't start. <laughs> like we go on the rug. So that's an hour by ourselves. But then I go to work and then I come home and then we go to the gym and then I cook dinner and I clean and then we go to bed. And Kyle's like, we spent all day together. And I'm like, no, we were around each other all day. We didn't actually like spend time together. But that's what we're saying. That's spending guys. Think, no, that like, like, that's spending, spending time. No, it's not. That is not like quality spent time. We're just around each other. I think rucking is definitely in quality. Okay. Well, that is one hour, but that's a long time. Help, help every that. male that that well, that's not good. Help every male that um, is struggling with this. What is exactly the quality time? <laughs> with that, this isn't it. I mean, the quality time. I'm. <laughs> this this is isn't like, it. 
sit down on the couch together, watch a movie, have a good conversation, not just being around each other. We did exactly that just now for an hour and a half, but it wasn't a movie. It was a podcast. I didn't say this wasn't quality time. I'm just saying you <laughs> guys think that just because you're around each other all day, like we just spent all day together. No, we went and ran errands and went to the gym and did a bunch of stuff. Yeah, but our, I think our point is like most guys don't even do that. Well, they better get it together. Like a lot of dudes are like out there like golfing with their fucking friends all the time, doing like the most like crazy shit constantly. I mean, I guess. But that's something they have to discuss like in their relationship. I'm saying like this is just a like people <laughs> think like, oh, we spent all day together. No, we were just around each other all day. But that goes that goes to show the difference between males and females. Well, right. That always there. But I just want to know some insight. What exactly is the quality time? No, the quality time (laughs) is, you know, when he is actually looking at me and talking to me and saying nice things to me or watching a movie with me. It's like when you actually have time to connect, you're not connecting at the grocery store. Uh, We're not connecting at the gym. There we go. I'm taking notes on that. Like we're just around each other. Like when you're actually connecting. (laughs) Dude, I think we're connecting at the gym. That's like the most passionate time you can have with someone. Yeah, but we don't even, we're not even on the same split anymore. So that was your fault. Well, I got goals over here. <laughs> I could just see him, you know, you're benching and then he pulls up on the bench and does it. And he's like, and you're asking, what are you doing here? I'm like, fucking connecting. Do it better. Let's go. <laughs> Do fucking better, bud. <laughs> I forgot, like, that's what I would say. I wasn't even realizing how much I would say at the end of my videos because it's like my catchphrase. And then motherfuckers, like, will text me and be like, bro, I have do better ringing in my fucking ear. Dude, <laughs> it's so good. Like, I, like I said before, I, I just picture you yelling at the fucking hurricane. <laughs> like, category five, you know, with like throwing a fucking chicken breast into it. Do <laughs> better. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're like category three? Do better. <laughs> exactly. Category five? Do better. Where's category six? That's fucking hilarious. That's your thing, man. Do better. It is. I started putting on everything, too. You should. That's how people are going to like, like, they're going to notice you. They're going to be like, who's that guy that says do better? That's him right there. He says do better. That's what, man. That's one thing Andy Brasella talked about. He said that, like, when he got a scar on his face, that's what, like, people would be like, oh, yeah, that, that dude with the scar on his face. You need something that somebody, like, they can say one thing and it bring that rings a bell in your face in their, like, in their mind. Yeah. Like, David Goggins, he has one too. Um, stay hard. Yeah. I don't even know if I stole do better off anybody. I don't think so. I just know I started saying it one day. I'm like, I like that. Me and my brother were just talking about podcasts as I was telling him how we were doing this tonight. And he's like, Oh, is it like audio or like, how does that work? And I'm like, well, it's video. I was, and I was saying how like, I don't like to do podcasts where I only listen. And I was telling him, I'm like, and it's probably really good for people who have a business like Kyle. Cause if you watch one podcast and you see him you're, and you see him again, you're like not going to forget. But if you just hear somebody's voice, I just you're I don't never even, probably pick up their voice off of something else. I don't even just like listening to podcasts. I have to, I like to see people's mannerisms, like yeah. how they act as a person. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like you can kind of fake who you are through your voice, but when you start watching someone's mannerisms and how they carry themselves and how they present themselves, you can start to realize who that person is behind the screen. I mean, yeah. that's how we change lives. I mean, that's exactly how we change lives. Like that's how you become a personal trainer online mm-hmm. by showing people who you really are and like them seeing how you act or mannerisms. 
um, the call to actions, things like that. It's hard to do with just a voice. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I feel like every every podcast, like it work that style works for them or it doesn't. Like with the uh, Andy Frisella one, like I could listen to that all day without having to see any of them. Yeah, I listened to a lot of it. Well, I mean, yeah. you didn't have voice for a while because he didn't put them on YouTube. So I listened to a lot of them. That's actually what got me used to not watching videos where I can make it through it now because I never used to be able to. Right. But like, but I, I, can but I think it's because we know who Andy is as a person. You know what I mean? But even before that, like it was just, you know, like how we talk, you could just listen. Like it was real shit, but it was real shit. But like, if I go to um Joe Rogan's podcast, I like, I can't listen to that just audio. Like that just does nothing for me. I have to watch both Joe Rogan and his guest interact. Otherwise, yeah, so do I. I can't, I can't listen to it. I think it's because like Joe Rogan talks about good shit, but he doesn't have like a super captivating voice. Like Andy, like you can hear like the passion in his voice. Mm. Dude, I watched him speak in person in Boston. That shit was crazy. Yeah. He walked up on stage because he doesn't speak anymore, really. And he was like, I don't come here much. I'm only coming here for uh, Wes and uh, Eric. He's like, but I want to let you motherfuckers know something. He was like, if any of you think you could be where I'm at, just know I could fucking kill you in competition. And that's why I am where I am. And then he went on like this 30 minute rant, bro. And it was so motivating because like it was supposed to be like it was a sit down event on like how to be like pretty much like a better person, better speaker, better whatever you wanted to do. And like, dude, I would say there's a there was a room of a thousand of us. And there was only like seven of us, maybe 15 at most throughout the whole three days. I stood up and told our story and talked. Really? And there was be like leaders of leaders. Really? Yeah. I've never actually been to one of those things. So it's pretty cool. That's the first one I've ever been to. Um, I had just signed up for Wes's business coaching and I'm like, I want to go experience something like this. And then Andy Frisella was on it. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm definitely going to this one. And like, I paid for like a ticket up front and it actually helped my business a lot, bro. Cause like Nick was there and like, I kept like, he was, he's, he's the guy, like the motivational speaker that doesn't have any arms or legs. Mm. Have you ever seen him? Yeah. And I, I'm like, dude, we have amazing eye contact. Cause I was so close. And like, I went up to talk to him. He's like, he was like, you're the one I can't make an eye contact with my whole speech. He's like, I just remember your face. And like that shit goes a long ways in business. Yeah. Like his manager hit me up and he's, he actually ended up using my video. So like Nick uses my video. Really? Like it's all just from going there and networking. Like I've uh, learned a lot of shit and I still talk to all like the 10 people I met there and talked to like really closely. I talk to them every day. They're like the people that comment on my videos that like share my shit. Um, One of them donated to my GoFundMe for veterans. Like, you can do a lot of things there, bro. You can network really big. Nice. And how long was that event? I don't even remember. I just it know it was like a pretty big deal. It just it happened too. It was two days. Yeah. So it was like was it Friday and Friday and Saturday. And yeah. like the cool thing was I paid for the exclusive dinner and I got to go to dinner with like Andy Priscilla and DJ and all them. Yeah. And uh, one of the guest speakers ended up not coming and Wes and Eric are like best friends with Birdman. So Birdman was at the dinner. Oh, fuck yeah. It was a crazy experience actually, bro. And I sat at the dinner table all night with Nick and talked to him. And like, there was this 19 year old kid that sells watches. And I'm like, bro, you're ahead of your fucking time, bro. Yeah. Like, I wish I was doing shit at 19. Right. Holy shit. It's crazy. 
that was expensive. But like you can go to one of those events. There's one coming in Miami in October. Like just the normal general admissions, which is probably what I'll do next time. It's only like 400 bucks, bro. And like I have a good game plan. What I'm gonna do? I'm gonna do my scan me code. Like do my my uh my motto like making men and veterans strong again and on break you get a 15 minute intermission i'm gonna put one of those fucking flyers at everybody's desk bro i'm gonna do something that nobody does like just set myself apart dude you're already on that path man just with the uh with that like just you talking about that you know unbreakable work ethic and just how you were able to get a hold of like bradley and all those dudes get some of those big names on your podcast or get to interview them like that's that ain't fucking light. No, like the thing. Oh, and I'm on CT Fletcher's YouTube channel, but I paid for that. Ah, well. It was a, he's doing a promo, but like since Brad Lee had said I could be on his podcast, I saw there was a promo on CT Fletcher. I'm like, fuck it, I'm paying for it because like the more people that see your face, I mean, that's marketing's been the same for 50 years. It's a numbers game, and uh, but the Brad Lee one will change the whole trajectory, especially for like us, like these podcasts right here we're doing, people will start researching who I am and this shit will blow up, bro. Mm. Well, I appreciate that. But what are some, uh, just to get back to, you know, a little bit of subject at time, what are some, just before we wrap up the show, what are some key areas that you guys feel like make a marriage work besides the communication? I think the number one thing is working. This is with anything, bro, is working on yourself first. Mm. Because if you can't give the world the good version, the best version of you, you're not going to attract the best version of the next person beside you. And that goes with your kids, your friends, your family, the people you network with. Like I have to be a decent amount of person to even be able to get invited back on podcasts like or like to have a good marriage have a good friendship like the corporate world i was in like if you don't work on yourself nothing works man and like i think more people that's why i preach this shit so much if they would just realize how great their life would be by just treating themselves better and loving themselves first like i know i yell at people and i'm aggressive but it's not because i hate people it's because i love these motherfuckers and i like I know how much personal development changed my life. And if they just took their life serious, their relationship. Mm. Yeah, I agree with that too. Cause if you aren't like the best you, how can you show up for your kids and your spouse? Like if you're not in a good state, then you're not in a good state for those people either. So you really have to be in your best state of mind. Like on your A game, you got to have, I mean, personal development. I mean, you have to be good with yourself all around to be able to give yourself to other people. And I also feel like being able to work together because for the longest time, we just could not do it. We would clash all the time until we could get on the same page and do things like together as a team. Mm. And let's be real, bro. Like nobody wants to see a fat slop, their fat sloppy husband looking all fucking stupid, drinking all the time, not taking care of himself. So it's automatically going to make her have unwarranted hate for you because you're pushing it towards, you're pushing your insecurities on other people. Like I don't give a fuck what nobody says. Like most people don't want to admit it, bro. They don't want their spouse to get fat and sloppy and nasty. And like, they don't want to walk around with that in public. So like, if you don't take care of yourself, bro, your spouse is never going to, they're not going to, if you don't respect yourself, how the fuck do you expect somebody else to respect you? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, without a doubt. Most people don't want to say that, bro. Like people try to like, oh, you're a dickhead. But like in the back of your mind, your wife is like, damn, my neighbor's fucking sexy. He has a six pack. My wife, my husband's over here, 150 pounds, fat as fuck. Mm. Like, and cause dudes do the same thing. It's human nature to look at something that looks good. Like compared to like, if your wife's 50 pounds overweight, bro, you're not going to fucking feel the same about her anymore. I don't give a fuck if society tries to cancel me for that or not. Like that's the truth. That's how humans really are by nature. You can't yeah. fucking argue science. Without a doubt. Do you guys ever go to bed angry with each other? We used to. We try not to anymore. Mm. Half the time, I'm like, Halen, you're mad about nothing. And she's like, well, this is why. But let's just go to sleep and let's not argue about it. And then we don't. We used to like do it all the time. Now we don't. Mm. You felt like that's made like a big, uh, a big improvement. Not going to bed mad at each other. Yeah, because then we like we wake up and we just go on a ruck, and it's just so much nicer to like enjoy the ruck versus being aggravated at each other. Mm-hmm. I and mean, we still get like little arguments, dude, but we haven't been in a big fight in a long time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people get mad, like couples get mad at each other, and at that time in the moment, the heat of the moment, they're like mad. So they're saying things that they don't want to say or saying things they don't mean. So like if I'm aggravated and we're starting to like bigger, I'm like, I don't even want to argue right now. Like I'm not doing this right now. And then talk about it later when we're not even really that mad about it. Right. For sure. And definitely uh, spend quality time. Connecting. It it goes back to like, and then it just always goes back to like, check each other, but like, like, I know I can tell Kayla, like, bro, just shut the fuck up for two minutes. But if she, your wife or spouse can't handle that, you got to figure out another way to do it. But I know that works for Kayla because she has thick skin. She works in, like, the nursing field. And she's just, like, been around, like. Been around Kyle bro, for a long time. Bro, especially when we were, when you're in the Marine Corps, it's an extreme life. So she had to hang out with all my Marine Corps buddies. And all they did was talk shit to her for four years straight. Wow. Like, she would be, like, complaining about us playing beer pong. They're like, my my best friend that he ended up dying, his name was uh, Armstrong. And like, she would come around the corner, bitch. And he'd be like, her, her name is Kaylin, but he used to make fun of her. Cause he's like this big, he was like this big, tall black dude. And he'd be like, Kathy, shut your bitch ass up. And like, she would have to hear that for four years straight from this big motherfucker, bro. <laughs> so she just got used to like, just being like having shit talk to her. So like, I know I can talk to her, like that, but like sometimes you just got to know how you can talk to your spouse. Really? Right. No, can can you do that to him too? Can you do yeah. that? Kyle, you're acting like a dick. Shut up. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes she says that and I'm just like, fuck you, Kaylin. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, I'll come back and I'm like, all right. She was right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important to be able to say that you were in the wrong and mm. to be able to. And it goes back to personal development too, though. Cause like if you're not developed as a person taking your life serious, you can't, you can't take criticism. Mm. Yeah. It sounds like an attack. For sure. Well, just like that alone, all that sounds like some of the best marriage advice that's ever been preached from motherfuckers that actually do it instead of like all the shit that you hear Wait, online. It's and just- anyone that knows this personally knows we used to have a horrible marriage. Cause like you'll see these people like from our town still talk shit like, oh, I know it's just fake for the internet, but like we used to have a horrible marriage, bro. Like, and we fixed it. Like people think cause you can't fix it. Another thing I want to give credit to is like God, bro. Like I know a lot of people don't talk about religion anymore. A lot of our relationship like fixed itself when I decided to get baptized and take like the, like religion series. Mm. Now, makes- even if you don't believe in religion, it goes back to karmic debt and like the universe. But like, I'm very spiritual and I used to be like, a, 
I used to be like antichrist. Like every time someone bring God up in my house, I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I'm not trying to hear that. Like it's like stupid. Like I'm not trying because her one of her best friends is like really religious, and she used to like get on me about saying the uh, GD word. <laughs> and I'd make fun of her all the time. I'm like, brother, I'm not scared of that sky wizard. And now I'm like way more religious than she is. Mm. Yeah, I mean, a lot of that came down to like I needed something to help me stay sober. I never took myself to any AA meetings or anything. I just kind of fumbled through all this. And like, I was like, I remember praying to God, like, and I'm like, why am I praying to God? If I don't tell, if I don't tell enough people, I believe in them. And I'm like, I'm going to start going to church. And like a couple of months into going to church, I'm like, I want to get baptized. And dude, when I got baptized, like in that water, that was the craziest, weirdest, like most relaxing feeling in my, I've never felt that before. Mm. It was like something really like changed in my life. And like, dude, my life has became overwhelmingly successful since then. And uh that guy that was just on Joe Rogan's podcast talked about the same thing. Oliver, Oliver Anthony guy, that, that song that went really viral. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Three days before that song went viral, uh, he prayed to God like he needed a change in his life to break substance abuse and to become successful and he wanted to do something more. 30 days later, that song went viral. Now he's on a Joe Rogan podcast and he read a Bible verse on the Joe Rogan podcast. Dude, that's fucking incredible. So I try to give credit to God no matter everything I do. Like I, I'll even go into like religion, uh, spiritual like uh, Instagrams and comment like God is good and like give people motivational talks. And a lot of people try to take away from my, um, like I say, I believe in God because I cuss and I'm extreme on the internet. But like, that's the reason I do that shit because I'm just trying to be God's vessel to change one more life, really. Without a doubt, man, you're doing a fucking good job, both of you guys. Especially if you see like men and veterans, like they went through some traumatic shit, bro. If you don't cuss and scream at them, they don't realize it. They they were getting bombs blown on them fucking four years ago they don't need someone like hey man i know it's gonna be okay you don't need to drink they can't relate to this but you gotta be able to relate Mm. if you ever have time watch father stew on netflix like it's uh mark warburg it's a guy that was like a drunk a boxer a bad motherfucker that became like uh he became father stew which is like a really religious person he's like sought after and like and he cussed in like the prisons when he went and preached to him because like he knew that would relate to him. Really? I'll check that out. Documentary. And then he ended up getting like, he had some kind of disease where like he died young, or, like kind of young and his feet stopped working. And like as he was becoming a priest, uh, he started going through those. But I liked how he like cussed in the prison. I'm like, like you can still get your message across. It doesn't mean that you don't love God or you don't love the universe or the people around you. It's weird to me that we put like a stigma because you can say, Normal words with very derogatory, nasty, mean, like harsh things that aren't cuss words that can like ruin people's lives. Mm. And you can say cuss words uh, very positive and strike a fucking movement. You familiar with uh, Will Ferrell back when he was on SNL? That commercial where he's like talking to his dog, like super sweet, but he's just like, you are the biggest piece of shit. But he's like saying nice things to him, like he's talking to him nice. That's yeah. like you can just say some very grotesque things to people that aren't cuss words that will stick with them for the rest of their lives versus cussing. Yeah. I don't like I don't understand the stigmatism behind words. It's weird to me. Because like the thing is if you use a cuss word correct correctly to impact someone's life positively, how do, can people put a negative connotation? It's fucking weird. I don't know. I, most people want to swear anyways. They always feel like they just can't in some way. But so like I said, you can never you can never fully trust a man or a woman that doesn't actually swear. 
and you'll never please everyone, man. Like I already came to the, like the terms, like 90% of the world is probably going to hate me, but the 10% of the world that I impact is going to be a 10% better world that I created. And that's all I care about anyways. Fuck yeah. Those 90% of the people were never going to fucking change regardless of what I said. That's the thing. Because I used to try the non-cussing approach and people would come and then start to argue the, the facts like, you don't know what you're talking about. This is not how it works. It's not how you lose weight. So you're, those negative people are going to come regardless. If you cuss, if you don't cuss, it don't matter. That's mm, not a doubt. Where can people fu- come to find you guys to come cuss at you? Mine's uh, Perry's underscore powerhouse underscore fitness. And then she's tagged in all my stuff. And then it's K underscore C Perry. Awesome. What's next for you guys? Besides, uh, well, what's next for you? He's talked about what's next for him. What's next for you? Well, I'm still kind of trying to figure that out. I mean, I really love my job because I love to help people. But the more that I work with Kyle, I realize I like the fitness side a little bit more just because you're on that journey with them. And it's it's just so nice to help people, but like to watch their journey as well. So Mm. I'm kind of leaning towards, you know, getting really into that and leaving my job at some point. You can help people across the whole world versus just one state that you live in. Yeah. And if she ever wanted to go back to I mean, she has her certification, she can just go back to being a nurse. Yeah. Like, really, once a month, just so you... But you have so much more freedom, too, this way. I mean, I leave my kids more. I can do so many more things than being stuck at a nine-to-five job. You know what I mean? So it's like almost a no-brainer even. One thing I do want to get across before we get off here is I don't want everyone to think that they can quit their job and work and make money off the internet. If it's not your path, pers- if it's not your purpose and your passion that is laid out in stone for your life, do not think you can just make money on the internet and it's going to work for you. Yeah. Because motherfuckers can read through that, bro. If like they think you're in it just for the money or you like don't actually have the leadership abilities or the speaking capabilities to change lives, You'll go broke fast as fuck, bro. And like, not everyone needs an online job. We need people out there in the workforce and we need people to do these things. I just knew this was my calling. Like I kept praying to God and things kept going wrong in my work and things kept happening to where like, I couldn't move to the next position. I couldn't move to the state to get the job with the company. And like, I kept praying to God for answers and I kept ignoring the answers. bro. That's for like anything in the world. I mean, you can't, I feel like people are like, oh, well, I want to be a nurse because they make great money. And then you have these shitty nurses that don't even like care about their patients and don't give good patient care. Like you have to find out like what you're really passionate about, what you'll be really good at, that you can put your all into it or it's just not going to work. You're just going to be horrible at that job. Without a doubt. Even Andy Frisella touched on that, you know, when he was talking about how, like eight years or eight to 10 years where he was just like, things were not working. It was just fucking broke. And then one day he realized, like, he was just like, fuck it. I don't even care about the money anymore. I just want to help people. And that's when shit changed for him. So I feel like people that if they do leave their nine to five or whatever, the world will, um, will break you down pretty fast and make sure you get on what's right. And a smoke check you, bro. You yeah. have to be on purpose. Like, it's all written in stone. And the thing is, like, the one thing I'll touch on and then I'll stop harping is, uh, another thing that Andy Purcell said is like, I, when I was in the corporate world, even though I knew that wasn't where I was supposed to be anymore, I took that job so fucking serious because 
that work ethic carries on to where you go next. Mm-hmm. And Andy Patel used to say that. He's like, if you're a burger flipper right now, you better be the best fucking burger flipper in that fucking restaurant, bro. Because when you leave and you go to the next thing, you carry that work ethic with you. And if you start slacking because you don't like your job, you're going to slack in all aspects. Because how you do anything is how you do everything. Mm-hmm. And you can and just end the podcast right there. That's <laughs> just on that little note. What were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say that um, it's like it's super important that people like do something that they're passionate about instead of like just for the money, you know, because so many people are like, I want to work from home job where, you know, I make this much money and whatever. But it's not just about the money. Like I've had so many people try to get me to leave my job. Like you can make so much more money here. And it's like, no, I like love my job. I love going to my job and my patients. And so you have to really be passionate about it or like. It's just gonna fall apart. And I work way more now than I ever have. Yeah, and and but you like it, you enjoy it, right? Because then some people are like, "Well, I don't even want. I don't want to go to work. I still have to go to work. You know, Sunday comes, I got to go to work." And I'm like, "Well, I, I don't know. I like working." So yeah, well, that's that's a sure sign that you need to find something else to fucking do if you like yeah. hate, no, hate hate going to that fucking job all the time. Fucking life, bro. Yeah, you don't hate Mondays. You hate your life. Yeah, for sure. Guys, thanks so much for coming on. Again, where can people find you at real quick? Mine's Perry's underscore powerhouse underscore fitness. Mine's K underscore C Perry. And you have a YouTube, um, Kyle, also, correct? Yeah. If uh, if you go to my Instagram, all my links are in my bio. All right. Perfect. All right. Thanks, guys, for coming on. I appreciate it. Thanks, brother. Thanks for having us.